He's talked about the border, but I don't yes. think he's talked about it in depth. Is it possible that he's not aware of it as far as the way you're aware of it? Um, Dog, he was the president. Do you think the president would not be aware of it? Oh my God. Oh my God. You're so dumb. Why are they so stupid? I'm losing it, dude. Joe Rogan, please. Let's just have monkey brain. Okay, sure. We'll do Joe Rogan monkey brain. The Joe Rogan experience. I've then dug into what's happening with Chinese buying uh, the Chinese government or Chinese nationals buying what happened Chinese uh, farmland and um, I, I've I've got a map if I can find it of, of where they're buying this land and it's around US military installations they're buying up land around <laughs> US military installations <laughs> and um, and so, dude, Dr. Phil is so aggressive with his takedowns on YouTube that, like, I, I got a little scared clicking on this video, thinking that it was a Dr. Phil video and that he was going to DMCA me, like, immediately. My brain is so cooked from knowing who is, like, really bad and who's really good with DMCA shit. Rogan and Dr. Phil explain why UBI doesn't work and why the problem isn't income inequality, but income equality. Wait, what? Around U.S. military installations is so funny. It's like, bro, where, like, the Chinese can't buy farmland anywhere then because the U.S. military installations are everywhere, dog. <laughs> the f when you look at the amount of land that they're buying, it's not all that much. I mean, it's a lot of land but given as much land as there is it's like maybe less than one percent but when you look at it strategically around military installations um it's um it, it's it's really uh concerning and um <laughs> and then when <laughs> i love that it just shows like canadian owned and then Chinese-owned, right next to one another, they show, like, how much more Canadian-owned land exists. You look at what's happening at those military installations that they have land around, like B-2 stealth bomber train. Dude, this is my favorite type of guy who thinks that, like, he's tapped in to, like, some secret information that the American federal government is not privy to. Like, dog. If you can make this up, if you can make this out on your own, you think the military doesn't know? That's so awesome. He's like, yeah, the Chinese are buying military bases. They're buying the land around military bases, okay? It's really f***ed up. Someone needs to inform the American government of this monstrosity. What are the Chinese planning? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they were so oblivious to this and thought that this was genuinely uh, devastating and genuinely terrifying. Training, uh, drone training, and all. It's uh, very, very troubling. God, it's so strategic where it's all placed. Yeah, if I can get a hold of that map and show it it's to kinda, you. It's kind of crazy that the United States has been invaded. And when did that start? The United States has uh, been invaded. With the purchase of <laughs> farmland. You know, it, it's been going on. For how long? Um, like when did it, it's it, so this is talking about, uh, Sun owns 40% of Chinese old land in the U.S. He owns over 100,000 acres of land in Valverde County, Texas. 
uh, all those two companies, Brazos, Highland Properties, and Harvest Texas, oh, through his two companies. His purchases in 2016 and 2017, his plans to build a wind farm as well as his purported ties to Chinese military drew scrutiny in Texas several years after his acquisitions. He ultimately has was denied permission to proceed with his wind farm plans. So they own the land, but they won't let him proceed with the wind farm. Wait, wait, what? So they sold the land to him, but they were like, you can't use it. Renewable energy, get the out of here, brother. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they're building a wind farm where it's not very windy. <laughs> uh, but it does yeah. butt up against a strategic military installment. What a coincidence. This is the best land that was available. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, why, how would that be possible here under logical laws? Because in China, you can't do that. They're smart. You can't just we, buy their land. We absolutely cannot buy farmland. No. There. No, you can't buy their businesses either. Now, we, we had a man on uh, talking about this, a farmer, and right, he out. said they also own the grain elevator where we sell our grain. The Chinese own that. The Chinese government owns that. So... And I said Chinese government. Chinese own that. Now, is it the government? Is it a government agent who owns it? He said it's Chinese owned and controlled. If they decide to stop buying his grain, I said, what happens? He said, well, <laughs> we're out of business. Yeah. And then you take that on top of that, the topsoil crisis in this country. Yeah. They've got like 60 more crops left. Yeah. Unless they do something radical to change yeah. it. And again, I, I you know, I, I want to be real careful about how I talk about this because I'm not trying. Look, we have so many Chinese Americans here that are wonderful people that contribute so much. I, I don't want to say anything to create any animus against uh, these people or Chinese people in general. So many of these people are trying to get away from the Chinese Communist Party. They're just trying to get away from them. How they're getting out, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a long way and it's expensive. And you, you don't just wake up in China and say, uh, you know, I think I'll take a vacation. Uh, that's not how that works. You got to get a visa, right? You got to get permission to leave. You got family back there. Um, I, I don't know how they're getting out. But I know that we've got an awful lot coming across our southern border. And uh, when military-aged Chinese men are showing up at the border, and it's mostly in California uh, where they're showing up, and it's um, an awful lot, <sighs> you, you, really, Wild. You, you really have to wonder. Um, you really do have to wonder. Did you ever think you'd be in a position where you'd be talking like this? No. Because it sounds conspiratorial, right? It does sound Just... conspiratorial. And, you know, I, I, I deal with psychological issues, but these are issues that are on people's mind now. They're saying, I'm anxious about this. It yeah. bothers me. I feel like my family is under attack here. He's talking about the Chinese people coming in through the Mexican border. Yeah, except, like, those guys aren't buying the land. Those guys are unironically, like, running away because the reality is that um, most of the Chinese people that are either uh, members of the party and, like, 
very wealthy, their descendants, their children come and like study here, make lives here. You know what I mean? Are here through legal means. And those are ironically the Chinese people that may or may not have connections to the Chinese government. Not that it matters because obviously who cares? What do you think? Like they're invading secretly and not just living their lives in the same way that you would. Like there's no monolithic Chinese plight. Yeah, it's the old joke that China could never nuke the US because all their future leaders are in Ivy League dorms right now. It's true. It literally, it is. It's basically the, the uh, Okinawa, uh, no, not Okinawa, sorry. It's basically the Kyoto Protocol for the American government where like the Secretary of War or whatever was like, yeah, we can't nuke, we can't drop an atomic bomb on Kyoto because I went there for, uh, uh, I went there on my honeymoon and it was beautiful. So let's just drop it on, let's just drop it on Hiroshima instead. By the way, that's like Oppenheimer batches, but that's real. There's a real thing that happened. What do you mean? Why are you batchesting something that genuinely, uh, genuinely did occur? Americans love being in a state of paranoid panic where whether it's trans people, Muslims or Chinese people, they just love demonizing people. My friend, it is one of the fundamentals of fascism. You always have to have an enemy, an outsider that you have to fight because ultimately when you're done fighting with the outsiders, then you're going to have to inevitably reduce your numbers internally. Like the whole, it's the, the Hitlerian principle of, of basically turning around and inevitably uh, uh, tightening up your ranks until your population, if you had succeeded, your population would resemble the Ubermensch. Anyway. Uh, we don't have the peace of mind that we used to have. We don't have the, even farmers are saying, you know, this is troubling to us. We don't know what to do. Have any of you traveled outside of America? All countries have cultural enemies. Yeah, except the people that treat, uh, the people that, that succumb to the moral panic, like the whipped up astroturfed hysteria of trans people, Muslims, Chinese people, whatever, are always universally mother reactionaries. That's the whole point. So yes, everybody has that because everybody's got a little bit of a reactionary slant at the end of the day. That's how this shit works, dog. Everyone has an enemy. You have an enemy in the top of the R outbreak. Do about this. Yeah. We don't know how to feel about it. We don't know what to say about it. So I think you know how to feel about it. That's why you're bringing it up here. And nobody's talking about this. Well, I'm talking about it. Well, I'm glad you are. Because if not, we'll be talking about it when it's too late. And we'll be saying, how the fuck did we not see this coming? And, and what I want is, I think if people will start talking about it, people will hear us talking about it and say, you know, these aren't crazy conspiracy guys. These are pretty commonsensical guys that are saying, we should just ask the questions. We should be asking, why isn't anybody asking the questions? And we're not the only people asking the questions, but we're certainly have big microphones to be asking the questions with. It's just uh, a, a complete failure of corporate media that they're not asking these questions. Yeah, and that is the entire reason that I did this network, Merritt Street Media. I, you know Robin, and I was sitting at our kitchen bar um, at our house in California, and I was flipping back and forth between different news networks and I was I was so frustrated I said why 
won't somebody just tell the truth? Why, why does everything have to be spin, 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 spin? Why doesn't somebody? Dude, honestly, that's what I'm always, uh, I'm watching the same corporate media and I'm always thinking to myself, why are they so pro-China? I think Dr. Phil and Joe Rogan only watch the Hassan Abe broadcast 24 hours on repeat. And even I'm not pro-China, okay? Of course, I am the most pro-China person by American standards, but it's crazy. There is literal animosity. There's very real hysteria surrounding Chinese people, the Chinese government, in American news 24-7. Somebody just say what's happening and let us do it. The media just won't say it straight. And she was sitting there eating, and she, sitting there eating. she didn't even look up. She just said, well, you are the media. And I thought, yeah, well... She said, you have a bigger audience than those last three combined, so why don't you do something about it? <laughs> and I, Dr. Phil is going to do a, a special Chinese episode where he brings, like, <laughs> Chinese bad babby or whatever <laughs> and executes her live on television. Like, I'm doing this because no one else in the media would. You will answer for the crimes of the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, it... it really kind of hit me hard and i thought why don't i do something about it i mean what he brings on uh yon me park he's like you're you're a type of chinese right <laughs> you're some kind of chinese same shit y'all communists just like you're communist just like the the chinese is <laughs> why don't i create a platform to just ask the questions and tell the truth without all the spin and let people make up their own mind. I mean, somebody needs to say, have you thought about or did you know that last year 33,000 plus Chinese came across the border illegally? Did you know that? And I just want you to know and do with it as you will. And if it causes you to start asking questions and writing your congressman or asking questions of them, then great. But you ought to at least know this is happening. I don't want you to come up five years from now and say, well, nobody ever said anything to me. Well, yeah, they did. I raised my hand and I said it. And maybe it'll cause somebody else to say it and somebody else to say it. Has anybody had a conversation with you about this that has an opposing perspective? Oh, of course. I what, mean, what is their perspective? Their perspective is these aren't illegal Immigrants, you, you, you can't, that's, that's not kind to say they're illegal. <laughs> okay. Well, <sighs> well, we've always used that term for lack of a better term. Well, okay, so. Undocumented. What do you want to call them? Well, that's unkind. They're, oh. they're migrants. And I, I understand they want to be here. I don't, I don't begrudge them that. If, if I was living over there um, under an oppressive government like that, um, I would want to. I would want to be gone, and um, I, I, I totally get it. I, I would, I would want to be out of there. I, I, I really do. I get that, but um, that doesn't change the fact that we have to pretend that we don't know what's going on. I'm really glad that Dr. Phil is uh, his show is done. So now he's uh, doing his own thing, and in an effort to do his own thing, he's decided to cover things that the media not dare cover which is 
why are there questions like, why are there so many Chinese? I thought this was America and not communist China. <laughs> By the way, the best part about this, which is always the case with like so much of the reactionary commentary, is that he still has yet to describe what the problem is. Like, what are, what's the issue? And of course, he doesn't actually have to say it because everyone kind of gets it right that's how it works he has yet to tell what the problem is like what are the i'm just asking questions about why the chinese are buying so many farmland <laughs> and it's like what do you mean what okay what, what is it they're trying to do a Xinjiang to american muslimans here brother i'm telling you they want to put the muslims to work at the farmland we need to be aware of it and if 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 it means that we need to say, um, look, this is concerning. Uh, we shouldn't be selling farmland around military installations. There's a lot of land to buy. Wonder why they're buying it right up against military installations. Have any politicians talked about this? Has Trump ever talked about this? Not that I am aware of. Why would oh, that will not now. be something he would bring up? Well, you would certainly think he would. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know. He Turns out how deep does the well go? <laughs> Turns out Trump is also in the pocket of big Chinese food. He's talked about the border, but I don't yes. think he's talked about it in depth. Is it possible that he's not aware of it as far as the way you're aware of it? Um, Dog, he was the president. If this was a national security concern, do you think the president would not be aware of it. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're so dumb. Why are they so stupid? I'm losing it, dude. <clears throat> like, do you really think the mother president of the United States of America, where both parties are stoking the fires of war against China anyway, if they did not consider this as a national security risk, do you think that they would not have mentioned it? Like, especially Trump. Oh my God. Oh God. He's not stupid, bro. He's doing old school Alex Jones shit. To be fair, he didn't read the briefings. Yes. The only reason why this was not a problem, but maybe he will bring this up now is because having this conversation now will make this a talking point. The press or first it will be like the Tim pools of the world being like this massive conspiracy has been uncovered by the brave truth tellers of Dr. Phil and Joseph Rogan. And then it will inevitably, slowly but surely, if it is a, a good enough issue to f shit on, it will make its way to Fox News. And inevitably, Trump will talk about it because he reads the room like a mother and realizes that this will be a fun issue to, to radicalize people around and inevitably will talk about it. And then everyone will celebrate Dr. Phil. But of course, uh, for bringing this up, but of course, if this was already a matter of national security, if this was a national security concern, it would never be allowed. The American government is obviously very afraid of Chinese interference. Do you really think that the American government is not like paying attention to things that this fucking bald asshole is able to find out on his own? That is a crazy take. How did he find out about it? I'm sure there was like some news broadcast that covered it. God, you, how could he not? How could be? he not be? But then again, the guy's got like five legal cases going on. He's running. Yeah, also, as Megaphonics pointed out, Joseph Robinette Biden has literally done more economic isolationist, economic protectionist 
anti-China legislation that is actually pro-America and American manufacturing than mother Trump has. So there is that reality as well. So the idea that like Joe Biden isn't sufficiently anti-China is a ridiculous one. But, you know, that's besides the point. Running for president. He's selling sneakers. Yeah. See his sneakers? No, pretty, I, pretty I saw that he was selling. Getting a pair for Tony Hinchcliffe. They're perfect for yeah. him. They're gold. They're gold sneakers. He's got like three pairs. One's white, one's, one's red. Yeah. Wow, that would be rough. Hey, stop it, Jamie. 400 bucks? That's like Oh, I heard there was 5,000. That's what, I think they're already sold out. They're selling them online for five grand. Because uh, we were going to wear them for uh, Sober October. <laughs> okay, I, um. Look at those things. Look at these monstrosities. Look at these things. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're going to get a pair? Oh, hell yeah. I can okay. see Dr. Phil rocking the Trump gold shoes. How do I airdrop air something to you? What, oh, here we go again. How do you again. come up? Oh, this is awesome. Uh, be like Jamie's MacBook Pro. MVP. Got it. Got Bam. It. I just airdropped this to you. It says waiting. I am accepting it. The only thing I respect Dr. Phil for is the fact that he's still kept that haircut. Like the, the give it up fam, it's over haircut. He has it. The horseshoe. I do respect that. That's some real old school shit right there. Okay. Just like my grandpa. You never see. You never see that. Okay. What is this? This is this map with the military installations. You got to look at this. <laughs> is it similar to what he just showed? No. Jamie just showed where the farmland was. Yeah. So let's... This is different. Look okay. at this. So there's the military. That's the farmland. There's the military installations on top of it. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> the bulk of this is not near military installations. <laughs> Wait, if I hadn't seen this, if I had not seen this, I would not have thought. Like, I would have, I would have lent credence to Dr. Phil's argument more. <laughs> what the f***? What the f***, dude? <laughs> Wait, first of all, in America, you can't throw a stone without hitting a military installation. <laughs> These guys seemingly went out of their way to... Purchase farmland that is of, away from military installations, it looks like. <laughs> this is so dumb. There's no way. That's crazy. Look at that. Now, is that... Look how much farmland they have. But is that accidental? Come on. Th that's not... No, this isn't what Jamie pulled, chat. This is Dr. Phil himself. The picture that Jamie pulled, the picture that Jamie pulled just showed all of the farmland without showing where the military installations are near the farmland. He airdropped this from his phone specifically so that they would show this, not realizing that this literally makes his argument look worse. Also, okay, this, this map is definitely incomplete because they're showing Hawaii and like Hawaii is a military installation. That's that's the entire the entire island network is in uh, military bases, and it's not even showing that as a military installation. It makes no sense. Random. It doesn't seem too random, but it also seems amazing how much farmland they have. Yeah. Was this always legal? Is that the, the part of the problem with our open society that uh, <laughs> any foreign country can come over here? And I don't know if he knows this, but like, that's America, baby. Do you know how many foreign nations have purchased farmland and land of different sorts everywhere in this goddamn country? It's the one thing we have a lot of is just land and we are willing to sell it. Any foreign investor can come over here and, and buy land. Well, 
America used to have, I think they still do, but even for, for every foreign national, they had a literal pay-for-play visa program that if you bought, like, what was it, like half a million dollars of assets that you could just automatically get citizenship. <laughs> the notion that, like, the notion that we, we are, this is a new thing, a relatively new uh, process is, is pretty funny. N uh, having said that, I do find it very funny that Joe's only against, like, people buying massive amounts of farmland when is the chinese doing it my man is a bit of a national socialist 900k or 2 million now eb5 visa he's a bit of a he's a bit of a socialist of the national variety i i, I thought there was restrictions on what foreign entities could buy so number 1 is canada Canada has the most farmland. They own 12.8 million acres here. Netherlands owns 4.9. Yeah, some wait. Okay. Jamie, you can't be doing this, my boy. Come on, dude. You're going to get fired. Dog. Dog. You're going to get fired if you keep this shit up. You can't. This is like if you were making an argument that like being a police officer is the most dangerous job in America and Jamie pulls the same exact statistic of like most dangerous jobs in America, and police don't even crack the top 20. China is number 18 in acres owned. Italy owns 2.7, UK 2.5, Germany 2.3, and China 380,000. 380,000. And this is as of wow. 2023, June, June of last year. Yeah, it seems pretty strategic where it's owned. <laughs> What the fuck yeah. are you saying? Yeah, because if, if you put that back up for a second, let me tell you what's at some of these places. Um, it says right at the beginning is... Uh... Land near the Air Force Base in Grand Forks, North Dakota, sending lawmakers into a frenzy in 2021. Um, Wait a minute. Kind of seems like the media is covering it. <laughs> Hold on. Dr. Phil, you can you can retire. <laughs> Dr. Phil, it seems like publications are covering it after all. Maybe maybe it's all right. You can retire after all, sir. Thank God. Yeah. You know, there's another thing that um, Mike Baker, who's from the CIA, had brought up, is that one of the things that they're doing is selling uh, cell phone tower equipment and selling routers and undercutting other companies and making, like, really good deals. So they can set up these cheap routers and cell phone companies. And, you know, a lot of these have been proven, especially with the company Huawei, right, when they yeah. outlawed Huawei from selling phones in this country. Yeah. They, they were proven that some of their technology has third-party access. They can, they can do things and siphon information and, and perhaps even, you know, intercept cell phone signals. Yeah. Well, at that, where they bought in Utah, it's the largest supersonic authorized restricted airspace in the United States. They've got land right next to it. Uh, Whitman Air Force Base, B-2 uh, Spirit Stealth Bomber Base, missile and drone operations, uh, MQ-9 Reaper, Global Strike Command, three intercontinental ballistic missile wings. Uh, what the hell is Dr. Phil grifting right-wing misinfo too? Why is this the path of every wise celeb? Because it's easy, my man. If you want to sell shit, you got to sell to stupid people. Stupid people will buy shit. It makes total sense, guys. That's why I always laugh when motherfuckers are like, Hassan, you're such a grifter. It's like, yeah, dude, that's why I chose the worst path to grift. So easy. It is so unimaginably easy to grift right. That's why every single person does it. Every single person does it. Oh, and they're right next to it. Uh, Fort Liberty, they're right next to it. I mean, all of that stuff. Who, who, why would you want 
your biggest global threat next to those you have no idea what they have there i don't play starcraft but i imagine if i was watching someone play starcraft and all this was setting up i'm like oh they're gonna get smoked yeah that that's i mean it's just it's insane i think you got to be concerned but it's just weird that it's legal it really is it's really weird and especially given what we know about chinese corporations that they are a part of the government. They they work hand in hand. They don't they don't get to be independent. Yeah, and so still lawmakers from both parties want. Did he? Did I misunderstand? Did he? And all this was setting up. I'm like, oh, they're StarCraft. So those, you have no idea what they have there. I don't play StarCraft, but I imagine if I was watching someone play StarCraft and all this was setting up, I'm like, oh, they're gonna get smoked. Yeah. Did this mother. Is Starcraft while talking about Chinese nationals buying farmland? China building pylons by enemy minerals right now. Yeah, that that's, I mean, it's just. It's insane. I think you got to be concerned. But it's just. He's trying to reach Gen Z. Bitch, what Gen Z plays Starcraft? What are you talking about? He's trying. He's, he is the target audience for motherfuckers that play Starcraft. The Weird that it's legal. It really is. It's really weird, and especially given what we know about Chinese corporations, that they are a part of the government. They're, they work hand in hand. They don't, they don't get to be independent. Yeah, and... So still, lawmakers from both parties want to limit purchases by Chinese companies, especially those with ties to the Chinese government, which is all of them, and individuals. To this end, there are several bills in Congress aimed at limiting Chinese ownership separately. The Biden administration is tightening its rules over who can buy land near military bases. Um, Rogan and Dr. Phil explain UBI, why UBI doesn't work. In college, then there are conservative professors. A lot more. Because the liberal professor... I'm not going to lie, two bald boomers shooting the shit does kind of slap. It is extremely my kind of content. I do love hearing from, like, two guys who are just so up their own asses. At least they're not doing it in the way that, like, Bill Maher does, where they're so annoying and smarmy you know what i mean two multi-millionaires explaining why you should stay poor and die listen i have my criticisms of ubi as well i just doubt that it's going to be like their criticisms of ubi just don't want to get out in the real world and compete so they go to the university where they don't have to compete the way they do in the real world but that being said here's the thing if if you are going to an ivy league school and so you're paying $200,000 for this elite education, and then they teach the goal is equality of outcome, then why do I need an elite education? If, if the goal is equality of outcome, why am I paying you $200,000 for this elite education? If the goal is equality of outcome, why don't I go get in a beanbag and eat the Cheetos? Why am I paying you two hundred grand? Well, that's a fucking own, dude. Oh, God, it's so sick. Establish a false premise. And then directly design your worldview off of this faulty premise. Faulty premises in this situation is that they are teaching equality of outcome in colleges. That's built off of another faulty premise that equality of outcome is even an achievement or a goal for anyone in this country. No one is teaching equality of outcome and absolutely no one is, is even advocating for equality of outcome. People are just pushing for real equality of opportunity. That's it. But of course... The way that this works, the way that this works is they say it's a quality of outcome and then they just beam off of it. About a universal basic income. I used to think that was a really good idea until I saw the way people responded when they got 
checks during the pandemic, and especially people that got unemployment, they did not want to go back to work. Well, no. They did not want to go back. Oh, man. Yeah, why don't they want to go back to work? I myself have, like, a really cushy job. I love going to work. I get paid $200 million to just sit on my ass and show you Facebook memes that I saw that scared me. I don't really understand. Nobody wants to work anymore, I say, as a hundred millionaire. Ugh. Back to work. And the idea, the beautiful part of the idea is that if you gave people enough money for food and shelter, then they could pursue their dreams. Some, some will do that, but how many are we gonna lose if you give people that? How many, if you could take away incentive, how many people are never gonna get their ass in gear? That's a, that's a number two. Well, I, I can't quote you the exact numbers, but I, I can tell you the trend, and that is the longer you're off work, the less likely you are to ever return to work. And I can tell you why the research says that's true. And these are people that have legitimate injuries, for example. I mean, truly have a back injury at work. Or <laughs> He's like, Dr. Phil's like, we got to get the crippled people back to work right now, immediately. Okay? You don't understand. We must bring, we must put them to work immediately. Okay? They are the most unproductive workers in goddamn America. Or something where they have to have fusions and that sort of thing. You adjust your world. You, your world shrinks. You know, first off, your identity changes. You know, maybe you were a welder or a bus driver or something. That was your, that was a big part of your identity. Now your identity becomes patient. Your social world, your friends. Oh my God, I thought he was joking. He literally is talking about how disability, people with disabilities just don't work anymore. Like they just stop working. Like he just openly recognized, he openly recognized that like, they have disabilities. I, I don't, we should kill them. <laughs> Become fellow patients. You get up every day and you go to rehab, you know, to back rehab. And you're doing all these exercises. You're going to the doctor. They become your friends. Your world shrinks down. You adjust. You say, well, we're going to have to get by with one car. I can't drive anyway. You'll have to drive me. We can sell one car, keep one car. Your world shrinks down. You adjust to it. You're still watching your football team on the weekends on TV. Uh, you just, you're living on less money and you adapt, you adjust and you get used to that. And now everybody thought, for example, at the end of the lockdown that when that was, over yeah, uh, dude, there's no way. This is the worst way to make this argument. What the, f why would you start with the disabled people? Like what? The one group of, of the population that unironically most likely can't work. Like, does he? Does he want to put the disabled back to work? Like, what the f is happening? <laughs> Not with that attitude. Yeah, he's like, it's an attitude problem. I know that you now have a crippling opioid addiction as a consequence of the overprescription phenomena after after your back broke on the job site, and now you can barely move. But you should get back to work. <laughs> Over, it was going to look like. Uh, that movie Grease, when school was out, and they had the carnival, and everybody came running out of the end of the <laughs> deal, and they were running around. They thought that was what it was going to be like when the lockdown was over. But it wasn't. You know, people came out, and what they used to take for granted was kind of intimidating. They were like, uh, is it okay to be out here? We, you know, what are we going to do? They didn't want to go back to work. Um, it gets intimidating. So uh, they get used to it. And they get comfortable. I was shocked when people said, what happened to the supply chain? Well, you paid people more money not to work than to work. Wait, what? Does he think that, like, the global supply chain had the same 
suffered the same issues that like a little bit of a hiccup for like i don't know american small businesses is that what he's saying like he thinks that like the chinese <laughs> the chinese are too busy buying our lands and being disabled <laughs> they were like hey i'm not gonna work no more i'm just gonna go buy american farmland that's what the hell happened <laughs> what the f they gave him unemployment plus a bonus and then a bonus on top of the bonus Plus, they didn't have the money for the commute, and gas was $7 a gallon in California. You remember that? It was 7 bucks a gallon there. And so they thought, well, I don't have to spend 200 bucks a week on gas, and I can sit here. Uh, well, that's what happened to the supply chain. Nobody wanted to work. Their world shrunk down. And the problem in America, what? and I, I talk about it uh, in, in a section in the book is not income inequality, but income equality. If you look at the bottom 20%. Dude, this is so cool. Like in an effort to find a more creative way to shit on the working poor, Dr. Phil has basically arrived at disabled people, which is like objectively the one group of people that most Americans recognize need help. You know what I mean? It's pretty f sick that he was like, like, what's next? Is he is he going to do commentary on the children don't want to work? Back in the day, they used to work in the mines. They would learn a valuable lesson, right? Support beams and whatnot. When it fell on a child, it killed them. It crushed them. The other children learned about support beams and the importance. What about the elderly? The elderly don't want to work no more. These are unproductive workers. We must make sure that the disabled, the children, and the elderly get the f back to work. And if they don't want to do that, well, that's why the the entire global infrastructure fell apart and compare them to the middle 20 percent of the distribution the difference the bottom 20 percent only five percent work full-time the middle 20 percent 95 percent work full-time and the difference in their incomes is single digit thousands because of all the entitlement programs for the bottom five percent no you idiot it's because people don't get paid people love talking about like oh we don't have engineers everyone wants to be an influencer and it's like yeah dumbass i wonder why it it's like the only viable industry where you can seemingly make money even though it's also obviously a dead end for the 99 percent. but at least like people see people like myself and think oh i'll make it like that i love the notion when people go oh we need more engineers brother we need more plumbers it's like yeah they need to get paid more <sighs> and even then nowadays like engineers themselves basically are fucking only working because they're passionate about being an engineer half the goddamn time basically every industry has become teacherfied teaching is a passion that's it nobody fucking goes into teaching in the united states of america because they think they're gonna make out like bandits okay they don't they do it because they're passionate about it. In the Nagalai, that's a bad take. Those two industries make a lot. You just say teachers and engineers. Those two examples get paid a lot. Teachers get paid a lot. You think teachers get paid a lot. Engineers used to get paid a lot, but the entire working class is becoming teacherfied. Oh, plumbers and engineers. No, plumbers do. Plumbers get paid a decent amount. I thought you were talking about teachers. My point is engineering used to be a good job a job that you would get paid a lot at and yet every single every single sector now 
every single sector now is turning into the same, uh, is, is becoming teacherified. What I mean by this is the pay and the benefits are getting worse and worse year over year. Your amount, your take-home pay is getting worse and worse year over year. It's the same principle behind every single public, uh, uh, publicly owned corporation. They're cost-cutting, they're cutting hours, or rather they're cutting pay while making you work the same amount of hours, and that's the issue. Every aspect, every aspect of American existence is wrought to its core is rotted to its core as a consequence of this same principle, the principle is of capitalism. So now what ends up happening is you greatly diminish the available labor pool because people want to make money. Capitalism made you rich? Yes, dude, it's capitalism. 120K per year in California, and then you said capitalism made you rich. 120K per year in California is not as good of a salary as you think it is, especially when you adjust to the cost of living in California. That's the problem. Also, here's the other thing that a lot of people say. Capitalism made me rich. Okay, well, it made you broke. You should be angry at it. Why are you here defending capitalism, broke boy? The fuck? Everybody's got that same fucking entrepreneur mindset. They're like, listen, big dog, you don't get it. If I defend capitalism hard enough one day... I'll be rich. People who don't own capital defend capitalism the hardest. That's what I mean. That's what I fucking mean. It's like, bro, show me the fucking factory deed and I'll let you have this take. You're busted down, hand me down 1994 Honda Civic with the VTEC is not capital, okay? You don't own shit, dog. You don't own shit, big dog. You ain't got no passive income. Why the fuck are you defending capitalism in here? Let's go ban for ban. Check. Food stamps, um, unemployment, rent subsidies. You take there are a hundred programs, and when you get all of that money that they get for free, the difference between them and these that work ninety five percent of the time is single digit thousands. How crazy is that? It's pretty crazy. It definitely doesn't incentivize you to do anything different. You I mean why would you want to bust your ass all day? Logically, doing a job that you hate traveling commuting spending all that money on gas when you can make a real similar amount doing nothing as a corporate accountant the most prolific thing i see are salespeople that are entrepreneurs is an epidemic they are poor but defend capitalism so hard it undermines a meritocracy and the point is if you're working in that middle 20 percent and you work hard then you might wind up in the next 20 percent now all of a sudden there's a bigger difference and rich true but someday i might be rich and then people like me better watch their step straight up 